Hey, everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful day. It is a cold and rainy Tuesday morning in Texas. It is Tuesday, October 27th. Halloween is just around the corner, and it is going to be in the 30s today. Maybe the wind chill in the 20s with rain and ugliness and yuck. I don't, uh, I don't know how people can can stand this kind of weather for extended periods of time. I mean, but anyway, it is what it is. And uh, it's a good day to study the Bible. It's a good day to be inside, to be warm, and to study the Bible. So, so glad you're joining me. And if you're joining me on the Grace Abides podcast, uh, grateful for you listening. We started this podcast just a couple months ago, and I just received an email the, uh, yesterday that says we have reached a thousand downloads. So, People have, been, have listened to the Grace Abides podcast a thousand times, so thank you for listening. We do this live on Facebook on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We record it and post it on YouTube, and we also uh, record the audio and post it on the Grace Abides podcast. So uh, grateful for each and every one of you who are spending some time with me uh, working our way through the Bible and having uh, conversations and questions about faith and other things. So uh, good morning to those of you who are joining live. Good morning, Jackie and uh, Tina and Peggy. Great to have you all with us today. Hopefully you're staying dry and staying warm today. It's just one of those days, but I mean, we need the rain, but uh, whew, it's cold. I don't know if we need the cold. It's only October. It's only October. It's crazy. So, all right, we are in Amos chapter two. Continuation of Amos chapter 1, really. Amos chapter 1 was was God calling out the nations around Israel for their sins and proclaiming judgment on them. And Amos chapter 2 is just a continuation of that. So continuing in uh, verses verses 1 and 2. For three sins of Moab, even for four, I will not relent, because he burned to ashes the bones of Edom's kings. I will send fire on Moab that will consume the fortress of Kerioth, Moab will go down in great tumult amid war cries and the blast of the trumpet. So Moab was a southern neighbor to Judah. And the last of the six judgments Amos pronounces against the Gentile nations in this section. So God promises judgment against Moab because of their cruelty to Edom, which Edom was, you know, not one of the, you know, not Israel, not Judah. So it's basically what one Gentile nation did to another Gentile nation. And their sins was desecrating the remains of one of the heroes of Edom, uh, the, the kings of Edom. Uh, and so basically going to, you know, one of the, if we looked at the way that we could talk about this in America, you know, is going to the tomb of the unknown soldier or, you know, Grant or, you know, a- any one of these, right? And then take desecrating the remains. And so that's what Moab did. And so that's, uh, that God is calling uh Proclaiming judgment on Moab for doing something like that. I mean, just evil. I mean, why, to desecrate the remains, that's just, why would you do that? It just, I, I, I know that it happens and it's just one of those things like, why would you, I mean, just whatever. So uh, it's crazy. Yes. Um, but I, um, so that's, that's what Moab did. And uh, God was not happy about it. So through Amos, God pronounces judgment uh, against the, the people of Moab. Uh, so, uh, had a few other people jump on. Good morning, Dee and Julie and Patty. Julie likes a little chilly weather. Um, I I do enjoy the my winter wardrobe. I will not lie. I, I like I like putting on the sweatshirts and the long pants. I mean, it's you know I don't know I, after wearing shorts every day for eight months, it's just kind of nice to 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 use that stuff. But um, yeah, I 
Uh, it, it is cold. It's really cold. I mean, I don't know if you've been outside, but it's it's really cold. It's like, you know, I've so I used to live in Vermont. I've lived in the Northeast. I grew up in Michigan, and I've seen like below zero temperatures. But when you go out in Texas and it's like in the 30s, and you got a wind, I mean, it's it's just cold. It's bitter cold. I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm getting soft. Maybe I'm a wuss. That's okay. All right, uh, verse four. So remember that at this point in time, Israel is divided. There, there's Judah and there's Israel. So verse four. This is starting the Lord's judgments on Judah. This is what the Lord says. For three sins of Judah, even for four, I will not relent because you have rejected the law of the Lord. You have not kept his decrees because they have been led astray by false gods, the gods their ancestors followed. I will send fire on Judah that will consume the fortresses of Jerusalem. Okay, so up until this point, we've seen God's judgment applied against all the Gentile nations that surrounded Judah and Israel. But now the same judgment and the same formula is going to be applied against Judah, the people of God. Um, and you think, well, wait a second. It, it, it seems like if you're listening to Amos, you're like, you're loving what he has to say because he's, he's coming out against all your enemies, right? He's saying the Lord's going to do all this bad stuff to all these people around us who have done bad things. So you're like, yeah, yeah. I can get on board with this. And he's like, and now Judah. And you're like, whoa, wait a second. Wait a second. They're like, they're not bad people. They're like us. They're, you know, they're, they're God's chosen people. What, what do you mean they're going to, God's going to bring judgment against Judah? You know, it's easier to rebuke the sins of those who aren't followers of God. It's easy to look at people who are out there, who are atheists or who people who, who we just know aren't believers and to look at what they do and say, well, they're a bad person. They're a bad person because they don't believe in God. They don't have faith. But then we see people who are followers of God, people who come out and we know who have faith and they make mistakes. And it's like, um, uh, it's harder to say something about them, right? We don't want to point out sins among God's people, right? We don't want to do that. It's easier to do it. People who aren't faithful, people who aren't believers, um, so what is Judah's sin? Well, th that they rejected the law of the Lord, that they rejected what God told them to do. And, and, and so we see we have um, a higher accountability, a higher standard for God's people than for the other nations, right? The other nations were rejected uh, and, and, and just, uh, they were uh, proclaimed judgment against them because of the evil things they did, right? Because of the things they did. What did Judah do? Judah, do, Judah did... Uh, the opposite of what God asked them to do. And so um, we don't have a specific, I mean, they were led astray by false gods, but we don't have a specific sin that they actually committed, right? We just know that they did not do what God told them to do. They didn't. So, so you know, they, 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 they heard what God had to say and they said, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. And so it doesn't give us the exact words or the exact actions, but they know that we know that they did not keep his decrees. They have led astray by false gods. Uh, and so it's, you know, their, their sin was that they rejected what, what God had to say, rejected the, the law, which, um, you know, it's, it's a higher standard. It's, it's basically the sins of the individuals within that community, uh, except with, um, instead of the sins of the nations, which is what we've had now, uh, from Moab and going back through chapter one. So uh, 
Patty's got chili in the pot, so we're all doing lunch at Patty's house with chili. Oh man, everybody loves the cold. And got you, Tina's got chili going too. Good morning, Margaret. Glad to have you with us today. Oh, it seems like chili is the way to go today. Okay, and now, if you're if you live in Israel, up until this point, you're like, okay, so all the people, all the bad people around us, the Lord has judged. Oh, and now the Lord has something to say about Judah. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, eh, whatever. But now it comes that. Amos has something to say to the people of Israel. Amos has something that we don't, that Israelites don't want to hear. So this is what the Lord says. Verse six through eight. This is what the Lord says. For three sins of Israel, even for four, I will not relent. They sell the innocent for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals. They trample on the heads of the poor as on the dust of the ground and deny justice to the oppressed. Father and son use the same girl and so profane my holy name. They lie down beside every altar on garments taken in pledge in the house of their God. They drink wine taken as fines. Okay, let's let's parse this out a little bit. These are big time sins. So there was injustice of the rich against the poor and the rich took advantage of the poor. They uh, sold the innocent for silver. I mean, hello, who's this? Who sold the innocent for silver? This is Judas, right? Judas sold the innocent, gave Jesus up for silver. Uh, the needy for a pair of sandals. They trample on the heads of the poor, deny justice to the oppressed. Denying justice to the oppressed. I mean, we have a long history of doing that in our nation, denying justice to the oppressed. We do. I mean, we do. We, I, you can see examples of this happening this week, right? Native Americans told that they can't vote because they don't have a driver's license with an address on it because Native Americans have P.O. boxes instead of addresses. And so I, I don't know if it was in South Dakota or North Dakota, but I mean, we see this. We see this for, you know, children who have been separated from their parents and now we can't find their parents. I mean, I mean, if you're going to separate kids from their parents, you need to be able to figure out how you're going to get them back to their parents. That's, I mean, right? Uh, justice for the oppressed. Um, fa- father and son use the same girl and so profane my holy name. Um, you know, sexual immorality, perversion. Um, you know, it just standards once accepted were now disregarded. Father and son using the same girl. That's that's just wrong that's that's right that's that's wrong so then they lie down beside every altar on garments taken in pledge in the house of their god they drink wine so um the this idolatry right exodus 22 verses 26 27 if you take your neighbor's cloak as a pledge return it by sunset because that cloak is the only covering your neighbor has what else can they sleep in when they cry out to me i will hear for i am compassionate so basically this is if your neighbor says I'm going to do something or I, you know, let me borrow 10 bucks and I will give you my jacket right as collateral. Then um, if if you take the jacket, you need to return it by sunset because what else can they sleep in? Right. They'll be cold. So this whole picture is overwhelming. It's Amos pictures, a man committing sexual immorality with a temple prostitute. 
The same girl his son visited the day before, keeping warm with a garment extorted from the poor, toasting his success with wine bought with money dishonestly gained. I mean, so it's this idea, this life that this whoever this person is that Amos has in mind, that that sin has become their everything, right? That that through sin they're going to find satisfaction, they're going to find comfort, they're going to find all they need, right? Sin is their everything. They have uh, gotten rich off of other people's uh, oppression and 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 injustice. Uh, and they've used their wealthy for perverted uh, sexual immorality, and now they are uh, continuing to grow in that um, by by taking cloaks as a pledge and not returning them, and by uh, drinking wine taken as fines. So wine that they've uh, taken dishonestly. So that is the picture that is painted of Israel by Amos. So verses 9 through 11. Yet I destroyed the Amorites before them. They were tall as the cedars and strong as the oaks. I destroyed their feet above and their roots below. I brought you out of Egypt. I gave you the land of the Amorites. I raised up prophets from among your children and Nazarites from among your youth. Is it not true, people of Israel? So God says, this is all the things you've done. Now let me remind you of what I've done for you. Let me remind you of all the good things that I've done for you in our history. When you came into the promised land, you were afraid of mighty nations like the Amorites, yet I conquered them for you. Gratitude should have kept you humble, should have kept you obedient, should have made you listen to what I have to say, but it didn't. I brought you out of Egypt. I raised up prophets for you to turn you back to God, but you ignored them. I did all that I can for you, and your gratitude is lacking. Your obedience is lacking. Makes us, makes us think, well, what has God done for us, right? What has God done for us, and how are we showing God gratitude for all that God has done for us? You know, if, if, I, were, if I asked you to, to make a list, what are the things that God has done for you? Can you come up with a list? If you sit and think about it, I would hope that you could. And as you look over that list, I would hope you would say, wow, God has done a lot for me. And I should probably live my life with more gratitude uh, and more obedience to what God would have me do. And then verse 12, but you made the Nazarites drink wine and commanded the prophets not to prophesy. This is a big problem. Um, Making the Nazarites drink and commanding the prophets not to prophesy. So the vow of a Nazarite made a special vow of dedication unto the Lord. They wouldn't cut their hair. They wouldn't drink wine. Samson was a Nazarite. It says, you made them drink. Basically, they were trying to fulfill a vow made to me, and you wouldn't let them do it. And the prophets, who I have given words to speak to you, you would not let them speak. It's one thing to ignore God. It's one thing to to live your life in such a way that you want nothing to do with God and you're not going to listen to God and all that stuff. It's one thing to do that. It's another thing to get in the way of others as they're trying to be obedient to God, as they're trying to live out their life, the vow that they've taken to God, as they're trying to, uh, to speak on behalf of God, to not let them speak. That's a big, big problem. That's a big, big no-no. And so the Lord is not happy about that in verse 12. So verse 13, 
Here's what the Lord's going to do. I will crush you as a cart crushes when loaded with grain. The swift will not escape. The strong will not muster their strength. The warrior will not save his life. The archer will not stand his ground. The fleet-footed soldier will not get away. And the horseman will not save his life. Even the bravest warriors will flee naked on that day, declares the Lord. Woo! Imagine being an Israelite and hearing that. Like, the first chapter and a half of Amos, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm okay with this. I'm all right with this. And then it turns on to you, and it gets ugly. I will crush you. The swift will not escape. The strong will not be strong enough. The warrior will not save his life. The archer will not stand his ground. The fleet-footed will not get away. The horseman will not save his life. Even the bravest warriors will flee naked on that day, declares the Lord. We just had a confirmation service, and it's a wonder that none of the confirmation students picked this verse as their confirmation verse, right? Imagine, imagine one of the kids standing up and saying, I want, I want Amos 2.16. Even the bravest warriors will flee naked on that day, declares the Lord, right? That's not one of our, I mean, we don't, we don't put that on signs and post that in our house, right? Uh, so one way that the judgment of God is going to explain itself against Israel is that they would find themselves unable to succeed in ways they thought they were strong. They thought they were fast. They thought they were strong. They thought they had good archers. They thought they had brave warriors, but they're not going to succeed. Without the blessing of God, without the strength of God, the swift isn't fast enough and the strong isn't strong enough and the mighty isn't mighty enough to succeed. They're going to fail and they're not going to know why. They're going to fail and they're not going to know why. And it's going to be because they went against the, the, the ways of the Lord, right? They trampled on the poor. They denied justice to the oppressed. Father and son used the same girl and they lie down beside every altar on garments taken in pledge. Dishonest gain, perverted ways, trampling on the poor, not caring for those in need. That's what they did. And the Lord's not having it. And the Lord's not having it. Declares the Lord according to Amos. So we will stop there. We will stop there. Amos chapter two. On Thursday, we will do Amos chapter three. Uh, Thanks so much for joining me. And if you're on the Abiding Grace uh, Facebook page joining us, uh, we are going to, it is All Saints Week. So we are going to be posting Uh, Every day throughout the day, we're going to be posting different pictures and remembrances of the saints who we've lost in our congregation. And just encourage you, if you're listening from home, if you're a member of a different congregation, to to take this week and to think about those who who you've uh, lost in your life, maybe in your congregation, people who have been important to you. Uh, Say their name. Tell stories about them. Bring them, uh, you know, share share their their story with others. Let them... um, let their, let their names be spoken and let their stories be told so that others may hear about this, the, the impact that that person had on your life. Uh, and uh, it's just part of what we do when we remember the saints. So uh, we'll close with a word of prayer. Uh, good and gracious God, we thank you for all your many blessings. We thank you for your, uh, your guidance in life. Help us, to, help us to listen to the spirit inside of us. Help us to, to live as, uh, as closely to your, um, to your 
path as we can. Uh, help us to help others. Help us to be there for the oppressed. Help us to proclaim your light and your love to all those uh, who are um, going through uh, living in a world of darkness now, Lord. Uh, we uh, we thank you for the saints who have been with us and go have gone before us for the examples that they were for us and help us to uh, share our faith with the next generation, with those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everybody, have a great day. Thanks again for listening.